what it is. This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, nobody does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead and tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always jittering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Today's a very special episode of Hard Man Friday. Uh, Will and, and Pat are not here. We already recorded the special Grady Judd interview, and they're taking care of the babies. But you're about to hear, what, a full hour. With, full, uh, full hour. Yeah, full hour with Grady Judd, and he does not disappoint. He's a, a quote machine. Um, interesting mm-hmm. fella. He, he basically was a, it was like a live press conference just for us, a Grady Judd press conference, and it was awesome. Yeah. So I guess without further ado, here's the Grady Judd interview. Welcome to the show, legendary Florida Sheriff from Polk County, Grady Judd. Thank you, Sheriff Judd, for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. Well, it's certainly my honor to be with you today. How are you all doing? Oh, uh, very good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Better now. <laughs> yeah, pretty excited to have you, Sheriff. Very, ex- very excited. We, we t- told you a little bit before we started rolling here, but uh, this show has been running for about three years. We've been covering uh, Florida Man news every single Friday during that time. Needless to say, our audience has seen and heard a lot of your work uh, from that time period. And for the folks at home, uh, Grady Judd has worked his way up to this position of sheriff in Polk County after joining the sheriff's office in 1972 as their youngest employee of all time, if Wikipedia is telling the truth. Is that true, uh, Sheriff Judd? Yes, I was four years old at the time. <laughs> yeah, that's when you got your first collar? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I mean, it's impressive. You know, we talk a lot about Florida men and, uh, you know, all, all, all ranges of Florida men on, on every Friday show. And you have, you were born in Florida, uh, joined uh, the sheriff's office uh, that long ago, and then now worked your way up to sheriff. I mean, you, you're, you are like the Florida man, really. I can't think of can't think of many others that would top that. Uh, well, what, what's next? Because are we allowed to talk about what you were doing last weekend? Well, where you, you were know, first, I, you know, I like it when people say nice things about me. So you don't go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> were you in uh, what D.C. last week? Uh, last week I was in D.C. Yeah, I am the past president of major county sheriffs of America. Mm. And we're working on this police reform package. We. Sheriff Bob Gualteri and I worked with House Speaker Sprouse and the, to create a state system. And now we were there last week meeting with three of our U.S. senators, Senator Troy Scott and Senator Booker and also Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham, giving our input because the house version of this police reform was just some really crazy off the wall stuff. That's not acceptable Mm. to most people. I would say 99.9% of the cops and certainly not the Senate. So the Senate's working on their version because every 
one agrees that some police agencies in this nation need police reform. Some police agencies are on the cutting edge, but unfortunately, the media has taken some individual bad events or individual bad agencies that don't follow practices, best practices, and extrapolated that to lead people to believe that all police are bad and all police are violent and 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 it's just a false narrative. Oh, so they're but, not. Oh, okay. Good news. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so at the end of the day, we're trying to push back against that and say, look, there's 800,000 cops. You know, there's some place, there's some agency that recruited the wrong way, hired the wrong way, didn't try, retra- retained the wrong people. When they do something stupid, that's not indicative of all 800,000 of us. Sure. And so, it, it, yeah, it's a big issue, and it's obviously going to take some time to negotiate all that because it's, sure. it's been going on. So. Let me ask you, Sheriff Judd, how did you see how big the lifts were in Lindsey Graham's shoes? Did he have like, <laughs> was he, did you notice how many inches he was packing in the lifts? He's well, a little guy. He was actually sitting down at the time, but okay. he did stand up to, to leave and. He won't ever be a, a NBA star. I can assure you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have Bugsy enough for that. <laughs> He's a little guy. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Sheriff Judd, one of the um, most recent events we covered uh, from your handiwork down in Polk County was Operation uh, Dirty Water. And so wanted to give you a chance to see, you know, your thoughts on that since that's a fresh one. Um, and, and an international organized crime ring, essentially. Uh, so wanted to hear, you know, you, you sort of break that down. How did, how did, what do you think about that? And are you seeing more crime of that, of that style? We talked about it on the show a couple of weeks ago. Well, you know, the national media wants to ignore the, the, what I call the 10,000 pound red elephant in the room. And that's drug trafficking and drug abuse. And what is occurring at the border right now, contrary to what the politicians tell you, is a crisis. And let me underscore, is a crisis. And not only is it a crisis with the people flooding across the border, but we know that the organized drug smugglers are pushing through a group of people and why Border Patrol is tangled up with them. They're driving large amounts of methamphetamine and other drugs across the border. Mm. We seized $50 million worth of meth that came in a liquid form in five-gallon buckets across the border. And this drug went to Atlanta. We were working an undercover operation in central Florida. This particular organized crime group wanted to open up a pipeline into central Florida We work with Department of Homeland Security, DHS, and as a result of that, we're able to bust up this operation. That was was their mistake coming into Polk County. Oh, 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 we we were on them like a JCP (laughs) cheap suit, you know? (laughs) Yeah, the landing spot was was their fatal flaw. One of the the women was, uh, I believe, like a resident of Polk County, right? They were using her. So what what was the situation like? Was she like living in a normal house, but she had like uh, 10 Lamborghinis out front? Like, was it was it real flashy? Like, you know, you know, it wasn't near that impressive. But uh, <laughs> this lady where that delivered the drugs to us, the first delivery, right? Mm-hmm. She came out of Atlanta. She had been released from federal prison for doing a ten-year stretch for what? 
dealing in meth. Mm. Like ba- two months back at it. Yeah. Wasn't well, rehabilitated, I guess. Yeah. No, she was still on probation. <laughs> so when she delivered the drugs, you know, we didn't know who she was. Mm. So we had to identify her. So we surveilled her, you know, to North Florida and had the highway patrol stop her so it wouldn't be attached to the undercover operation at the time. When they when the highway patrol ran her, it hit her probation in Atlanta where she was still on federal probation and wasn't supposed to be out of the state. I don't guess she could tell her probation officer, well, it was a short trip. I was just delivering meth. <laughs> no. <laughs> but in no. any event, that... that move faster on meth, right? right. Then we yeah. figured out the mastermind that put all this together was serving a 40-year stretch in the federal penitentiary in Atlanta. He was, right. the, brain, he was the brains of it all. Yeah, so can, he, we just, can we just call him the mind? I wouldn't call him the mastermind, you know? like He yeah. wasn't really master of anything, yeah. So well, he was the one that ended up connecting uh, sort of like the, the people with the connections to the cartels, the drug cartels, and then the locals, right? Exactly. Wow. And he, I mean, he got a 40-year stretch for that. And then while he's in prison, he just continued on with what he'd been doing. Huh. Because there's no, I guess you could keep doing it from there. Oh, yeah. Because wow. somebody's not paying attention. Well, phone privileges are probably going away for him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you would hope that's true, but in yeah. this day and age, I'm not sure about anything. Yeah, true. That's oh, true. Man. Well, that was a, a legendary bust. The Operation Dirty Water was a, was a was a big yeah. hit on the Great show. Great work. Great yeah. work there. How many yeah. five gallon buckets was that, Sheriff? You, you know, you asked me something I don't know. A, a whole dad gum, a lot of it. Yeah, a lot of five gallon. <laughs> was, uh, I'm trying to think. You know, off the top of my head, I, I do so many of these. It was about. 12 or 14 five gallon buckets. That's wow. A ton of meth. That's so crazy. That's a whole that's a flatbed. That's that's a bag of a pickup truck. It was a lot it was a lot of meth. A lot of meth. So, you know, anytime you can rip you can rip a cartel for 50 million dollars worth of drugs and put some bad dudes in jail to go with that, that's a pretty good deal. Mm. Sheriff, when you do you guys ever take like let's say you do a bust on with and you find cash? Do you ever take that cash like give it to an elementary school or like uh, <laughs> buy pizza for an old folks home or something like that? Or how does that work? You know, unfortunately, the law's got it a little more complicated than that. Ah. But we can seize drug cash, and we have to obviously go through a process with the courts. And then when it's awarded to us, it goes into a special fund. And that fund can be used for other drug investigations. It can be used for specialized equipment. It can be used for crime prevention. And we use it for all of, all of the above. Nice. I'm, that's, I remember growing up. Car. I remember growing up. Yeah, the, the, the police in, my, in our town had um, they, were, they had a sick tricked out. Camaro right. that that had been seized. Uh, do you, yeah. Did you guys ever seize like a cool car? Like what's the, that? You yeah. Could, what's the car auction? And then you'd use it as a taunting yeah. mechanism, right? Yeah. Like what's the yeah. sickest car you've ever seized? You, you know, we've we've seized really nice cars. I I can't remember. There's been so many of them over the years. Most of them, most of the ones we seize are POSs. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But but every now and then you seize a nice Oop, one. Peace. Back in the day when when I was uh, a a street supervisor and a drug supervisor, 
we seized airplanes. That's when they were flying cocaine in from South America. Wow. And that's that like that's like the 80s, right? Like Miami yeah. and stuff? Like oh, that. yeah. We, yeah. We, seized, we were seizing airplanes. Now, that's really cool. Yeah. So we flew nice twin engines around here for a long time. Yeah. That is cool. Did <laughs> you ever see? No, oh, go ahead, Wes. I was going to ask, going back to the cartel, one, um, has the cartel ever reached out to you, uh, you know, anonymously and, and been like, hey, Sheriff, you know, you're really kind of messing with our business here a little bit. What if we put you on the take, you know, or they just not mess with that? And also, second question, have you ever received threats directly from these cartels that that you're, uh, you know, messing with their business? Well, you know, they've, they've never reached out with with an attempted bribe. I, you know, if they do that, that would give me another opportunity to arrest them. <laughs> right, that's the crime yeah. itself. Right? Uh-huh. I'm waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and periodically we all get threatened, you know. But we, you know, we put them in jail, and like I said, you know, the worst thing you can do is threaten me, an old Polk County boy, right. and then give me a gun because when I'm scared with a gun in my hand, I'm dangerous. <laughs> Well, they have to come to Florida to get you, so that's your territory. Well, you know, every now and then you get a threat, but, you know, that, that kind of goes with the territory. Gotcha. Um, have you ever done, uh, like, uh, worked with, like, the Mexican police to, to bust the cartel at all? We we work with DEA, DHI. Uh, we don't work with the Mexican police because you don't know who you can trust. Most of them you can't trust. The ones that are honest end up losing their heads. I mean, right. they're killing these two main cartels are killing thousands of people over what we call the border wars. Thousands of people. I saw they killed their 88th, um, you know, person that was running for office in, just this year. Eight, yeah, the politicians. Yeah, there. politicians are getting murdered yeah. left and right down there. Tough job. Yeah. Well, it, it eliminates the uh, competition, you know. And yep then they get the people in office that they want in office. They don't want honest people in office that will fight against them. There is a huge corruption problem going on down there. There is a, I mean, literally they, 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 we were doing an operation three, four or five years ago. And we had undercovers there, uh, with bad guys, uh, on a, on a drug deal when they cut the head off the police chief in the town where we were buying the illegal drugs and getting ready to make a case. So we decided that that chief of police couldn't help us much. No. Yeah. Oh, not anymore. Yeah. No, 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 he can't. Uh, but the beaches are nice. Yeah. Florida is a gem. (laughs) The resorts in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Florida, Mexico, great beaches. Um, one way trip though. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but but speaking of that, uh, the nice beaches, uh, Sheriff Judd, you know, like we cover Florida man stories every Friday. Lots of yeah. action in the Sunshine State every week. Do you think that's an effect of just the weather being so nice that people have, uh, you know, more opportunity to cook up something newsworthy or is, what, what what's going on down in, in Florida that keeps keeps it so active, keeps you busy? Yeah. Well, first off, unlike many places in the Union, mm-hmm. Florida not only is it a tourist destination, oh, right. but it's one of it is with, probably without a doubt the safest place in the Union because mm-hmm. we don't put up with no crap. Yeah, so, certainly Polk County. I know uh, that I, I know I'd be feeling safe there. We lock people up because we know when people want to come to Florida to hang out on the beach, to go to Disney, Universal, see our great theme parks. Mm-hmm. 
they want to be safe and they are safe. We're remarkably safe. But to do that, you got to hammer down on crooks. So <laughs> crooks also like the sunny South as well, where it's where it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I tell them right, right up front, you know, listen, you come down here and commit crime. We'll run through you like Sherman through Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's hot. Sure. Joe, that's amazing. That's, that makes a lot of sense. And I love that. But I, I feel like you maybe have had to have developed a keener eye to, to uh, identify a crook, because in most states in the union, if you see someone with their shirt off right uh, under the wrong circumstances, your antenna immediately go up. Right. But in Florida, it's the state of not rocking your shirt. That's part of the culture down there. So how do you identify a crook? from just a good time having a tourist when you're, uh, you're on patrol. Well, one thing that makes all of that easy is crooks only have about five brain cells mm-hmm. and three <laughs> of them are never working at the same time. So you toss them a puzzle and say, so, Solve this. You know, so when you look and you see them, you know, you know, they're, they're morons on meth. That's what I call them. And they're easy to spot. And they just do dumb stuff. You know, I mean, they just do dumb stuff. You know, I mean, I mean, they'll do stuff like steal guns and then do selfies and post it on social media. (laughs) You see the gun I got here? You know, hey, it's well, Sheriff, I'd like to challenge you. What's what's the point of stealing a gun? You if can't you're not going to share it yeah. with the world on social media, you know? Well, of course. No, I got this gun. I just got out of New York. I'm in Florida. You know, you come to Florida on vacation, you leave on probation. What can I say? And to your credit, too, isn't Polk County one of the larger counties in Florida? It's between, like, Tampa and Orlando, correct? Uh, yeah, and it, yeah. Geographically, we're 2,000 yeah. square miles. Right. And our population's oh, wow. a little over 700,000. Yeah. And but and we're spread out. You know, most people, you know, they build from the city center out. We pride ourselves in building from the county line in. And as a result, we've got huge developments spread all over the four corners of this two thousand square miles. Uh, right. Criminals be- can't can't escape the eye. I'll be yeah. driving through Pasco County multiple times fourth of July week because I've got family in Hillsborough. I married into Hillsborough and Pasco right. County and brother and sister-in-law in Orange County. So I'll be back and forth through Polk County. Well, you'll be safest when you're in Polk County because we don't put on the ground. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sheriff, what is your, uh, and that's, that's very interesting. We noticed that Polk County is, is a county. We don't honestly cover that often unless we're talking about you uh, and uh, how, how you're administering your special and unique brand of justice. Sure. Uh, we love your press conferences. We think they're fantastic. Is there a what's the special what's the secret sauce? What's your recipe for justice, would you say? And how does that differ from others? Well, I think it's following the law. I think it's wanting to keep the community safe. You know, there's not a week goes by. Somebody doesn't tell me that, hey, I moved from New York or I moved from from, uh, I guess, New Jersey. There's Connecticut is the one this week. They said we didn't know where we wanted to move. But we looked at the crime rate and we looked at who the sheriff was and we looked at where we thought we'd be safe. And that's why we came to Polk County. And I think the magic to this is I tell people the truth. I say what most people are thinking all the time. And the reality is, if you want to be a thug and a crook, you know, and you want to do stupid stuff and get away with it, go to Portland, Oregon. They seem to like it out there. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of your press conferences, do I, I wonder if criminals like ever like are like, oh shit, I got arrested by Grady Judd because they get they get really insulted in these press conferences and rightfully so. Do you remember this guy? He's he's a large man. Do you remember this guy? He's uh he was part of one of the operations you do for child pornography bust. I think you've done many of them. I forget what it's called, but um you get a lot of the child porn guys off the streets. Sure. So here's well, here, what's gonna we're gonna I'm gonna play you what you said about him a couple of years ago. He weighs in at a slim 520 pounds, and he didn't fit in the cars, but he does fit in the county jail, and we will feed him well. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> I remember now. Yeah. Is that freestyle, sheriff? Or it all broke the budget? Or did yeah. you write that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how's he doing is that guy did that guy eat himself to death or is he, he yeah. I, I don't know who, i don't know where he is but you know yeah. when he asked for four chickens for lunch we thought that was a little much yeah <laughs> <laughs> he he was he's one of the what we call your sick puppy series yes sheriff uh, can, you, can we get a sound buddy you saying sick puppies please because sick yeah. puppies Thank you, you know sick puppies grow up to be sick dogs they end up to be dogs in prison you know what i'm saying yeah. we here's yeah. the deal we we go after sexual predators online that are trying to attack our children hmm. we go after those that are trying to victimize young ladies and make them victims of human trafficking we go after drug dealers we go after gang bangers that are trying to shoot up you know kids in neighborhoods and and our folks in polk county like that they like to know that. In, in fact, I was, I was at an event last night where, and we're going to do a press conference about it later on. Hmm. And some of the gangbangers wanted a selfie with me, you know, <laughs> while, while we're at a crime scene, but so I take, I take pictures with them too. It's like, Peace, brother. so it's the opposite. Them? They want to get arrested in Polk County. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing to me that, that I will have people in jail. Tell me, I want my picture with you. Now, there are inmates in my county jail, and I tell them it's no problem. You behave. When you get out of jail, come in the front door of the office and make an appointment, and I'll get my picture with you. And they do, and I do. You know, I, I, awesome. I, I love everybody. You know, I'll, I'll get my picture with, with whoever wants my Speaking of that, uh, Sheriff Judd, do you have plans uh, to run for any type of office besides sheriff in the future, um, given – you know, all this that we're talking about, everybody likes getting their picture taken with you and all that. Uh, do you have your eyes on any other offices? Well, I, th- I thought about emperor of the world. Mm, okay. Elon Musk has that. Right. But, he's, yeah. he's going for it. Yeah. But I don't have enough money to compete with Elon Musk. Okay. So now the, the, the truth is I have been offered the opportunity to, you know, run for House of Representatives, to run in for the Senate. You know, what people don't understand is uh, what I really am is a street cop that made it to sheriff. I'm elected because I'm sheriff. I'm elected. So therefore, I have to do the political thing. Mm -hmm. But that's a necessity in order to serve the people. I believe I'm a servant leader for the community. I'm, I'm the servant. I work for you. And my folks do. I have the best deputies in the entire world. The best support staff. They go out and work really hard and put their life on the line. That's all I that's all I want to do. I'm living a dream every day. I mean, I go to bed at night. You have trouble sleeping, you count sheep. 
I have trouble sleeping. I count prisoners going into the county jail. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the deputies and stuff, are you hard to work for? Are you like, uh, you got to be in before me and you got to leave after me? Or are you like, oh, your daughter has a recital? Go on, get out of here. Oh, no, no, no. I, I love my deputies. In, okay. in fact, you know, when they're out here doing this very difficult job, they got to know that the boss has got their back. Now, I work them. I, I, I make them work like a rented mule. But right. whenever, but whenever they need to be off for the recital or the softball game, you know, we work schedules around because family is important. All right. And if you don't take care of the men and women that work with you and care for and love the family that they need to be with, then it doesn't work out. But, but we hard charge at work, but we believe in family time. How do you, how do you, do you have motivate? a bar you go to? Do you have like a special bar you guys like to go to when you're uncharging? What's the oh, name no. of that bar? No, you know, you know, I tell folks if if they uh, need to uncharge, they need to go to somebody's house. Okay, All right. And then if they partake in adult beverages, Uber's cheap. Good call. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh. I, I it it gets real ugly if they get in a vehicle after they've been drinking, and they drive, and other deputies arrest them because they will. Then you know, then they have to go like someplace else to work. So I'm pretty tough. You know. When we have to set the right example for the community. And we covered we covered recently where you, you had um, relieved uh, some people of their duty, potentially even put them in jail. Uh, oh, for, we did. Yeah. yeah. Ev- evidence tampering. Yeah. 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 What was that oh, about? Well, we had we have over a thousand deputies and we had three of them that were that had stopped this lady. Uh, and I say that kindly because she was dealing drugs and took $723. Well, it never showed up in evidence. Now, I can tell you, I've been here my entire adult life, and one of the three of them took the money, and the other two covered it up. I was hopping mad. Now, I don't mean just a little bit. So we did a complete and thorough investigation and found out that, yes, that's right, one took one took the money, and the other two got scared and we're going to help him out. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, the lady pleads down to misdemeanors. And then she walks in the front door and says, hey, I'd like to have my money back. And this is how professional this organization is. Anybody that files a complaint in any way, we check into it. But she really wasn't complaining. She just wanted her money back. And we got to looking and found out her money was never put in evidence. You know, Sheriff, uh-huh. so... That, that's an interesting point, right? Because, uh, you know, I feel like um, when you're dealing with criminals a lot, uh, everyone's innocent. Right. And right. Uh, and when you're, you're dealing with crazy pe- people, everyone's sane. So I'm curious, is, did you get a special sense, like a sixth sense from this woman because she was just saying, hey, I want my money back that you knew she was telling the truth? Well, it's, written, t- it's written down. Right. Or did they not write down? But, the but, but, ultimately, it's her word against the, the, the deputies. Well, right? Actually, they wrote that they seized money. Right. Oh, well, that's no. stupid. That's that's dumb. Yeah. So <laughs> and then they took it. Oh. Well, plus yeah. it was seven hundred dollars. Three people. I mean, you think if you're, there's three people involved, it would be a bigger score than seven hundred dollars. That's just well, well. At the end of the day, when you've got a, a thousand deputies doing the right thing, and you got three of them, you know that that's need a lobotomy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, so so it some agency was would have just given her her seven hundred dollars back and dealt with it internally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not me. That's not the way it works. We set the example here. 
So we not only locked all three of them up, but I held a press conference and stomped around on them because we don't do that stuff. We lead from the front mm-hmm. and I was not going to let the three of them taint the thousand great deputies that work hard. And, but if all agencies did that across the country, we wouldn't be in this mess we got right That's now. That's a good point. You're, you're yeah. setting the tone. You're trying to, you're trying to set the tone for the team and say like, Hey, we're going to run things the right way. I believe you got so angry at them or it was a press conference right around them that we covered that you said you were going to throw them under the jail, not even in the jail. <laughs> you were just going to put them under the, the F in jail. And yeah, they we had a bit of debate yeah. about what that means. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, that, that means you're deep in the jail, you know? Yeah, right. But, but I was hot now. I'm, I mean, I was hot about that, but yeah. Hey, look, you know, you know, this is one of these things that, there are many agencies in this country that would have tried to hide that, gave the money, just gave the money, lady or money back, or either threw her out of the lobby and said she was crazy. You know, they wouldn't have given her a voice. Yeah. But, you know, even drug dealers get voices when they're right. And and we just do things the right way here. And and but it works for us. It works for this agency. Around this nation, when people were throwing rocks and bottles and all kinds of craziness, in this county, our folks were bringing us food into the district stations and putting signs up front that they loved the sheriff's office. And when a deputy would go in a restaurant to eat four days out of five, he couldn't even pay for his own bill because somebody had picked the check up. So our community loves us That's and awesome. trusts us, but it's because we do things the right way and we hold people accountable. You can't hold the community accountable if you're not going to hold yourself accountable. A hundred percent that you're, you're a hundred percent right. I, I have a question though. Like, so you have this, you know, reputation, you do things like you said you do. Do you, when you go to like the state police uh, meetings or, you know, conventions, is there like a, a do people like not invite you to the parties? Are they like, oh shit, here comes Polk County. They're a bunch yeah, of hard do they, asses. Do they yeah. think that you're, you know, a, uh, two by the book, so to speak? Right. It's a like t- t- there's Tebow t- in the locker Hill, room. Hillsborough or St. Pete uh, Police, Pasco County's over there being like, uh, you know, like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, uh, I think Wes said it best. Are you, do they think you, that you're the Tim Tebow of the locker room? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not. In, in fact, what I find is th- those folks think like I do. They're just not as outspoken about it as I am. Okay. The policing industry by and large are hardworking, dedicated men and women that do a really good job every day. It's just a few of these people that's an aberration. I mean, think about it. You know, there's, there's a few bad doctors and lawyers and a few bad of everything, but who ferrets them out? We do. So, but I do coach at these meetings and tell them, look, don't let your union protect these bad cops. Don't let your, your supervisors not hold them fully accountable. So I coach with them, but really I get a great deal of respect and camaraderie from them because they are great folks too. Man, I wish you were, I wish you had been running the Wuhan lab when the outbreak happened <laughs> and held them responsible in an early, timely fashion. Done the right yeah. thing. Sure. Yeah. Sure. sure is, is there a movie or a, a, a cop hero that, that you grew up loving that you, uh, cause look, being the sheriff is cool, man. That's universally known. Hey, I'm the sheriff. 
law and order is under me. Uh, you know, you walk with a different bit of swagger once you get that uh, win that election, become the sheriff, put that that sheriff badge on. Is there a movie or a character that you looked up to that? Uh, Who was that? Andy Griffith. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's, that's do, solid. Do, 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 Talk do, about do, community, do, do, do. too. That's, yeah, that's I mean, a, Andy Griffith had it all. He had the respect to the community. Mm-hmm. He enforced the law. He looked at things for what they were, not what people wanted them to be. And he did what was right. And of course, you know, beside Andy Griffith, I love Gunsmoke, Matt Dillon. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he would take care of business right now. And if you ever watch, I love the old, the old Westerns and the old, but you watch Gunsmoke, you watch Andy Griffith, you know, many people try to bribe or take advantage of Matt Dillon. And he was always the rules, the rules. And uh, so, you know, and, and you ever that, use that uh, as a training video, you, you know, I think <laughs> there was really, I think there was moral and ethical messages sent through that about rights, right. And wrongs, wrong. And we don't see that a lot anymore. No. So do you have a, do you have a Barney Fife? Can we make fun of someone on your force that you think is a kind of a goof? Oh, no, no, none of my guys are. No fifes. Oh, every, every force has a whipping boy, Sheriff. You can be honest with us. You can point the camera at him if you want real quick. That's that's one that doesn't work here anymore. Okay. All right. It was one of those guys that are under the jail. Okay. You have time for one story? Yeah. Oh yeah. Barney Fife story. I'm taking you way back in the day. This was long before I was a sheriff. I was a captain or a major, and we had a guy who held his daughter hostage. It was a domestic situation. Oh, Wife wow. came after the the daughter, who was about five or six years old, and guy was drunk, pulled out a gun, wouldn't let him have him. And so anyway, so it's into the night. I got I, we got the SWAT team there. We're trying to get the baby out. So as we we move up to the house. As we're looking through the windows, we can see the little girl moving around and we can see him on the couch asleep. (laughs) Okay. So the hostage negotiator calls the little girl to the window, which was up because it was summertime and said, Hey, and the little girl said, yes, go wake your daddy up so we can talk to him. We're like, what are you thinking? I so fortunately I was close enough to hear that. I said, No, tell him to come outside. <laughs> Don't wake your daddy up. Don't wake yeah. your daddy up so we can talk to him. That was Barty Fife. Wow. And we're trying to get her out. Yeah. It's tough to trust that deputy. Well, uh, moving forward. Him off the hostage negotiation team. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Great management move. <laughs> sure. Are there, are there any other stories that uh, come to mind that are some of your favorites or the more, the more interesting over your time uh, overseeing Polk County? You, you know, when I have been blessed to, to be with the sheriff's office really a, a very long time, and I've got thousands of stories, literally thousands of stories. Some of them are hilarious. Some of them break your heart. But I, I guess, you know, to encapsulate, I just like knowing when I wake up every day that I'm going to help somebody today that otherwise wouldn't have help, that I can be the voice for the voiceless, that I, and I have to remind my colleagues look uh, uh, across the state and, and, some, and the people in the community, look, I'm not an appointed police chief. I'm not the government's representative to enforce the law. I'm the elected sheriff. I am the people's representative 
to enforce the law. So I look out for everyone. I look, and that's how I coach and teach my deputies, is look at everyone as an individual and every event as an individual. And I've been in everything, in, involved in everything in my career from shootouts to where, you know, they had us pinned down and were shooting at us with semi-automatic rifles to, you know, delivering babies to the, the whole game. Oh, Sheriff, please tell us a shootout right. story. Yeah, please tell us. A semi, you said semi. Yeah, tell us the semi-automatic story. What is that? Well, you know, this all started with us trying to serve a mental health paper long before I was a sheriff. And, and the, the deputy went there. I was a sergeant with the mother. I'm, I'm sorry, with the sister. The guy was, was elderly. Of course, I was a young sergeant, so elderly could have been anything over 50 at the time. Mm-hmm. He had gray hair. Yeah. And the, yes. And, and the guy pulled a handgun and told them to leave. So he, the deputy called for me. The deputy had retired out of the military. So he, he'd been to war before and he, he told me he was actually older than I was, more experienced, retired Marine. He said, look, I think this person is just mad, just mad with his sister. I think you and I can talk him down. I said, well, okay, that sounds cool with me. You first, right? Yeah. So, so we walk around the edge of his house, and he's sitting on the front porch. Well, you know what? He put that pistol away. But he got him a daggum rifle and started shooting at us. Well. I could hear the bullets flying past me and through the trees. Brr, brr, brr. Uh, he was shooting. Pat, 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 pat. Oh. So we ran, and the good news was he missed us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got us a perimeter set, and while we were waiting for SWAT, well, he continued to shoot at us. So this same deputy that I was telling you about the other story about the negotiator, mm-hmm. he's coming to help set a perimeter, and, and I'm telling him, do not approach from the south. Oh, you no. Got, you got to be very clear with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> the dude drives up from the south, and they sh- you, the guy starts shooting at him, and you hear him hit no. the car. Tink, 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 tink. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the same guy. You hear over the radio. I think you know, he shoot at me. You, know, you, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> so anyway, we got him out of the way. He got shot full of holes And then the SWAT team came And finally the guy came out of the house And charged at the SWAT team With a gun shooting at us And of course that was the end of him We we, yeah. we shot him So much you could read a newspaper through him mm-hmm. Yeah yes. Did you Swiss, think it was cheese in that, in that kind of a situation Maybe um, the other officer was correct at the time He was so mad he was just going to go out no matter what, what, what he had determined, he had reached an age and a junction in life. He was a, he was a veteran of, of World War II or the Korean War. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. And he had, you know, he, after we find out later, he'd shot his gun a lot and shot at people and was out of control. And he was not going to the hospital. He wasn't getting help. He was done. And right. he was going to do suicide by cop. Unfortunately, he yeah. thought he'd take a few of us with him. Uh, I'm glad he missed. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad he missed, mm-hmm. too. Glad he missed, too. We're so all you met, glad. Um, you mentioned you're elected, which you are. Does anyone run against you at this point? Because that seems like a foolish uh, well, thing to do. Well, you, know, you know, I say my prayers, and I think, I think the people of Polk County as well. 
I was just elected for the fifth term. I'm the first sheriff in the 160-year history to get elected for five terms, and I was elected nice. without opposition. Nice. There you go. Amazing. We got to get you a gold six shooter or something. Well, uh, it was a very contentious political year. So I, if anyone was going to draw opposition, you would have thought it was last year. So I'm grateful, but I, I work, I work hard every day, you know, but the excitement of this is after all these years, I still wake up most mornings before the alarm goes off to come to work to include today. Nice. Get, serve sheriff, your community. You don't have to campaign us. We'd vote for you. Well, you know, yeah, so. sheriff. I think that's interesting. Do you, I feel like your your brand of justice uh, transcends partisanism, right, or partisanship? Well, I, it does. Know, people you know, just people just know that you're going to take justice very seriously, and you're going to execute that justice uh, in a way that's fair, and that's that's exciting to me uh, as a guy that loves justice. Not as much as you. You're, you're passionate, but man. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I I meet with the Democrats. I meet with the Republicans. Sometimes the Democrats disagree with me. Sometimes the Republicans disagree with me. But none of them can disagree that I don't always operate in their best interest. Because you know what? We're all Americans. You know, yeah. we're all good people. We, we've let this Republican-Democrat thing get way out of control. And that's unfortunate. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, people have a right to be what party they want to be. And people have a right to have opinions. And, you know, just because your opinion doesn't coincide with my opinion doesn't mean we're supposed to put a hate on each other. And, and the reality of it is there, there is no difference in a Republican sheriff or a Democrat sheriff or an independent sheriff or a nonpartisan sheriff if they're doing the job the right way. It's just how they get elected. And that varies across the nation. But I, I can tell you, I love all the people. I'm not mad at the crooks. You know, they, they, you know, they do the wrong thing. It's just business when I lock them up, you know? Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, that's, that's what I think my success historically, when you get elected sheriff the first time, that's the pinnacle of your popularity. And it starts to dwindle over time because after all, your deputies are writing tickets arresting people, replevian property, and putting people out of their homes. But that's, you, not, a pop, that's not a popular thing. But yeah. what I have found is the it's the way you do it and the way you're sensitive. And if you have to put somebody out of their home on a court order, try to help them find another place. Mm-hmm. Your, nice. your compassion has to help, but also the press conferences can't hurt. That's well, got to be helping. Yeah. Your status. The, the media, the press conferences and social media help because they get to see me. They get to see my heart, the true me. Yeah. You know, I like to cut up and laugh and have a good time. I want to send a message that I'm here to protect you. I'm here to protect everybody, but I'm not for putting up with any foolishness. Mm-hmm. I took an oath to enforce the law. Right. I swore an oath on a Bible to uphold the Constitution and the laws of the United States and Florida. And the most people that in the, in your community obey the law and they're the ones we're supposed to pay attention to they're the ones you know we're supposed to protect and the criminals the thugs you know if they don't want to go by the law then i got a jail for them right and, you know i run a taxi cab to the jail it's got red and blue lights on it you know <laughs> simple as that there you go what you said about uh, a couple minutes ago about like the the democrats and republicans and stuff we might clip that down because that's the whole point of hard factor too is we're not we're not partisan, but we, instead of a 
cleaning cleaning up the streets it's with dick jokes and insulting people so mm-hmm. similar, <laughs> similar right. uh hard factor in the polk county sheriff how they're trying not to take yeah. it too seriously right the lord's like work Judd's saying, yeah <laughs> right sheriff do you ever give uh like they do in the movies like when like there's a bad guy out there that like they that you want your deputies to collar do you ever like slam like an 18 year bottle of scotch on the table and be like <laughs> First person to collar this guy gets this eighteen year oh, bounty. Bounty, yeah, bounty, like system, a ba- yeah. a bounty system for motivational that guy. bounty system. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, that that may give me a new idea. Usually, what I say is, <laughs> "Listen, guys, we need this guy in jail real bad. He's dangerous. So y'all don't go home till you find him." Mm. And yeah. and usually, you know, uh, that works because sometimes they're out two or three days, and when they get sleepy, they get more determined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, gotta yeah. get a nap. Sheriff, on that note, what's what's uh, I, I, you know, Wes got me thinking about the fugitive, the movie, the fugitive, great mm-hmm. movie, great movie. And I'm thinking about just what is there like a, any kind of sick detective work that comes to mind, or really interesting clues that may have solved a crime? When's the last the time you arrested a one armed man? Yeah, yeah, like was there any like what's the coolest investigation you guys ever went through over there? You know, there, there, there's a lot of cool investigations, and a lot of them are tied to DNA now. Uh, right, which is know, less cool. You're, yeah. It's less well, sex science. Well, yeah. the, the thing about it is we, we had a murder that was years old. We knew who did it at the time, but we absolutely could not prove it because we didn't have DNA. So years later we were able to submit, and this has happened on several occasions, DNA and the labs were able to say, Hey, here's the guy who, who committed your crime. So on this one case, the guy had never been in trouble. We didn't have his DNA from uh, at all. He lawyered up and we go, how the heck are we going to catch this dude? So what we did is we surveilled him. And one night he went to a restaurant Mm. and he had this fabulous meal. He had (laughs) steak. It was a nice steakhouse. And, you know, he ate and enjoyed his meal and ordered him a drink and drank out of a straw. And when he left, we went and seized the forks and the straws and everything. And we got a presumptive DNA, which gave us enough to get a search warrant for his body. And then we went and arrested him on the murder charge. I call it, you know, Operation Last Supper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when your deputies came back and told you that they got that, did you look at them and say, well, that'll be his last meal as a free man? Yep. Uh, that, yeah. I, I, that was one expensive steak. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he won't eat a steak that good ever, ever. again because yeah. we don't serve steak in the county jail. You know what? No, no, you don't. No. You know what what we serve in the county jail? What do you serve? Well, we serve we serve meat instead of peanut butter and jelly. You can't get any peanut butter and jelly. It's expensive. Mm. You know what kind of meat? Uh, I can't recognize it, but it's USDA (laughs) inspector. I tell everybody our food in the jail is nutritious, not necessarily delicious. Mm. Right. All right. Fair enough. Worst meals I had was in jail. Yeah, we well, you know, you know how to correct that. Stay out of jail. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I taught him good, Sheriff. What What do you think makes a Florida man? What do I think makes a Florida man? Hmm. I, I I think I think Florida and every state in the union is short of real men. 
I think a Florida man is one that's that uh, he he says what he believes and he believes what he says, and that he's a real man. That he reaches out his hand for those that are less fortunate, those that need a hand up, not a hand out. I think he's one that pays attention to those that don't have a voice. I think he's one that has a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, really, you know, you never trust somebody you can't have a libation with. Good I think point. he's one that that people want to run to in the time of need instead of run away from. I think that's a real man and a real Florida man. So the first person you want to be around in a zombie apocalypse. Uh, um, yes. 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 Also probably handy with a firearm, you know, which yes. oh, helps. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a real man will run to you. A real man to say, yes, ma'am. And open the door for a lady. A real man still respects that women are, are special people in our lives. And uh, that's a real man. All right. Mm-hmm. And we, we well strive said. to cover. We strive to cover some feel good Florida man stories every week as well. Cause you know, there's obviously all oh, we, range of Florida man stories. Yeah, to be clear, so, we love Florida. And that's the only reason it. we do the show every Friday. Obviously there's a lot of goofy criminals there, but we could yeah. do that with any state and we choose Florida because yeah. we have family and, and a lot of good times yeah. in Florida. And, and Sheriff Judd, speaking of just goofy criminals, I want to, if you don't mind, we'll play a little game with you. We right. selected a random mugshot. And we're going to go around the table and we want to know if your spidey senses, if you can identify the the, the petty crime that this individual uh, committed. We're going to just go the around crime. You just the crime. Just what yeah. you think this crime. person did. Just the crime. We're going to and we're going to on the table. We'll start with Will and then we'll end okay. with one with me. We'll go around there. OK. OK. Oh, that guy. Oh. Uh, public masturbation. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. Who's next? Pat. Pat. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to go with um, that's petty larceny, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, domestic violence. Okay. Domestic violence. Okay. Yeah. Beat up his boyfriend. Beat up his sure. boyfriend. Well, you can tell he's looking in the camera going, what in the heck am I doing here? I think it's DUI. 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 All right. Good guess. Wes, what do you think? What do you think of this? I mean, I think, I think it's a misunderstanding personally. I think he's probably going to get <laughs> off. Um, if well, you look at him, if you look at him real hard, he looks he looks like he has no he looks, idea why he he's sorry. There. Yeah, he looks <laughs> sorry. He has no idea why he's there. What so, was what was the actual charge? It's me. It's me, Sheriff. It Jada. was just it, it was, was just it's, it's me. It's me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, it's a fake picture. <laughs> the fake picture is me. I wanted to just test you a little, do a little test on you. Yeah. So you that's, look that's, kind of like a drunk, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be. I used to be almost a year sober, Sheriff Judd. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of other feel good stuff, uh, like Wes's, uh, year of sobriety he's got under his belt. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your community, um, organization Jeepin' with Judd? Uh, I know that you, you, yeah, that's massive. So, so anyway, I had one of my deputies come to me. He said, Hey, I I got an idea about this Jeeping event. And I go, yeah. He, He said, yeah, I think we can do it as a fundraiser for our charity. And I go, look, we don't need to have anything sponsored by the sheriff. That's got a bunch of drunks and mud holes and stuff like that. No good comes out of that. He said, no, no, you don't understand. This is really a family oriented event. Jeeping is kind of like, you know, people who ride Harleys, you know, they, they, they have these huge clubs and, and it's a family oriented deal. And so, so we checked it out and we go, okay, let's try it. Uh, Clear Spring Mines 
which gave us the property for free. Oh, wow. Which, in order to do this. The first year, we had like almost 500 Jeeps. And Sheriff, this is this is the event where they, they, they climb. It's like to see whose Jeep is the best performer for people that it, don't know what Jeeping is. It, it, exactly. The The last year, we capped it at 2,000 Jeeps. Oh, wow. And it's, it's 18,000 acres, and we use the vast majority of it. And it's d- different trail rides. So you have everything from a ride through the woods to little hills to bigger hills to actually climbing structures. So it's every level of Jeep deal. You know what's interesting about that? Okay, it's a cop event, but you can't get that many best friends together without problems. Mm -hmm. Out of almost (laughs) 7,000 people that showed up, you know how many we had to put out? One. Oh, oh, wow. That's great. That's good. You got four best friends. What did he do? Best friends on this show, and we have more problems than that. Right. We're putting one out a night. That's not four. So So, so at the end of the day, I mean, you can bring your kids there. They can't. They they come from all over the United States. We we, we have, like I said, we capped it at 2,000 Jeeps this year and about six or seven, maybe 8,000 people. But it is so much fun. And uh, it's cheap. I think it's like a hundred bucks a Jeep or something like that. Oh man, I should have bought a Jeep. I just got a new car. And it Did you throw Jeep. a little oh. sheriff star on your Jeep just so people knew though? So there was no confusion when you're Do out you there? you know that I never had a Jeep? Although until this happened, I thought, well, I'll have to go out and buy a Jeep. And I did. And then I they got should, They should have given you a Jeep, right? But you know what? There, There's ethics problems with that. Uh, so, yeah. You know, so, the, my second, my first Jeep, my wife said, I, I'm not going to shift gears because she's the real boss, you know? So I bought yeah. another Jeep and it was automatic and I thought it was really cool. We put a, we put a big kind of military star on it and it was totally awesome and it was automatic. And so she, that's tough at the station come, showing up with an automatic Jeep. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, you got, you got to, you got to admit that that's tough showing up and seeing the boys and saying, yeah, it's an, it's an automatic. Yeah, and and then that one wasn't good enough because she didn't think she could get enough of the grandkids in it. So I'm on my third Jeep now. Okay, <laughs> there so, you go. So if 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 you don't want to be addicted, don't ever start it because it is really cool and a lot of fun. And with this time this year, we raised after we paid the bills almost two hundred fifty thousand for our charity. Wow! Yeah, and what does Jeep? What does Jeeping with Judd uh, give to? I noticed it was a charitable organization. Yeah, we give it to the Polk Sheriff Charities, okay, which is our five hundred one c three, and then we disperse it right back into the community for those that are less fortunate and that need help. Nice, nice. That's Great. fantastic. And Sheriff, thank you for going to DC and working on the police reform bill. That's one thing that's been really irking us on this show that uh, it's been over a year and nothing's coming through on it. So. It's great you went up there to, to help move it along. We we hope that we can move it along. Quite frankly, guys, you know, if police agencies across this country would take advantage of either state or national police accreditation, okay, that gives you a pathway and best practices of how to run a police agency. But guess what? In the entire state of Minnesota that has over 400, over 400 police agencies, how many of them have a national police accreditation? I want to guess less than 10. Zero. 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 How many of them have seen guns? Guess how, guess 
of the 12 agencies, I'm sorry, of the 12 states in the nation that don't have accreditation. Uh, let me think what one of them's name is, Minnesota. They have zero state accreditation. So if you don't have the right pathway, you don't have the right systems and processes, people do things the way they want to. And yeah. I can tell you, independent accreditation will fix these agencies that otherwise are not behaving. That's but good you know why they don't do it? It's a lot of work. Money. And it's a lot of money. And they yeah. have to, guess what? Pay attention. And be accountable. Yeah, I was talking to a lawyer friend of mine who's who's been in Minneapolis his whole life, and he was saying that's been a, just the police up there have generally been a problem for a long period of time. I didn't know about the accreditation. It seems silly that you wouldn't take full advantage of any and all programs that might make you a better police force. Well, that's that's the way I think. We have 10 accreditations at this agency. 10. They're not all police accreditations. There's detention and support, but we have two, a state and the national accreditation. You guys are like the people that have the comma and then like the three letters with the dots and then the comma, then the three letters with the dots, like SCA, Emmett, <laughs> all the like, oh, certifications, yeah. right? Yeah, you're like the certified yeah. Yeah, Esquire well, and accountant. And that's, and, a, and that's a good thing, I guess. And I, I guess yeah. we, we share your sentiments. We hope that the Republicans and Democrats can put their stuff aside and just do what's right, you know, figure out exactly. how to get it. And yeah. we'll be following your press conferences. And we have a huge favor to ask. Obviously, you came on the show for an hour, which is a favor enough. But if you remember to, um, and if it's something you'd be willing to anytime, like this press conference you have today, anytime you have a mugshot of what we would both consider a sick puppy, us and you, if you ever want to say like, this is what the hard factor boys and I would call <laughs> a sick puppy, uh, yeah. mm. we would, you know, if it ever All, comes up in your mind when you're doing a press yes. conference, we would clip that. You Please know? do that. Also, <laughs> would you, if you don't mind before you take off today, could you just call us sick puppies right now? Mm -hmm. Just like as if, as if we had committed a crime. Okay, as I look at you guys, mm -hmm. not only do I think you're all sick puppies, I think you're sick three-legged puppies. Oh, oh. Sheriff oh. Judd, what did we do? <laughs> this a motley crew, I gotta say, <laughs> it is. Uh, but yeah, Mark's dead on. Yeah, if you, yeah, you would make a whole, we, you would make a whole community. The Hard Ohio's uh, day, if you said, man, this is what a hard factor would call a sick puppy. Just throwing it out there. And then, uh, Sheriff Jed, we're going to come down to Florida, um, the Hard Ohio, which is our our fan base. We're planning a Florida trip. We've been waiting until yeah, our first meetup after the pandemic. So maybe maybe it'll be like later next summer. Who knows? But maybe maybe we'll be in Polk County. But if we are, we'd, we'd like to invite we'll you. Be near, we'll be near Polk County either way. It's going to either be St. Petersburg, Tampa, or, you know, Fort Lauderdale. It's within an hour or so either way. Yeah. You, you know, we need you need to come here and we need to do one of these programs live. Let's do oh, it. Hell yes. yes. Okay. And don't yes. We love that. Yeah. You know, that pandemic stuff in Florida, we're over it. That's a wimpification of America. <laughs> yeah, we, we know. I'll, be in, I'll be i'll be in florida for a week for fourth of july we we just it's more about money <laughs> so we'll probably be there <laughs> next spring just because we're bringing like 50 people um well, you, but you got we'd date, love to do sure. a show with you live yeah we'll come down and do a live show with you for sure we, oh, we yeah. come down and we'll do a live show we'll talk about every you know you need to get your shots and then uh then then open up these places up north that are starving people to death florida's been open the whole time Yes, we're the, it has. Three, we're the three most popular, third most populous states, and per capita, our infection rate and our death rates like twenty six and twenty seven. So yeah. locking down, 
is not such a good idea. Now it turned well, out that was pretty tough on businesses and well, it's behind us the results. That's behind us. You got that ocean breeze in most parts too that helps. But yeah, yeah we're no. ready to join it. We're ready to get. We'll down be there. there. We'll be in Florida multiple times the next year, uh, and we'll definitely meet up with you if you if you uh, accept. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I would love to do that, and if y'all don't behave, you'll leave on probation. That's mm-hmm. right. We will yeah, be an honor. Stay there. Yeah. Definitely in Polk sure. County, not committing any crimes. No. All right, brothers. We'll see y'all later. I had a great time today. Thank, Thank you, Thank you, Sheriff. Thank you, Sheriff Judge. Oh yeah. And yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I guess we're gonna do a live show with Grady Judd. Maybe incorporate that somehow in the Hive Hour trip later this fall or early next spring i don't know how we're going to do that but we'll have That's to drive not gonna happen we're gonna have to drive into pasco <laughs> county sober and then drive back to the party town uh, uh pasco county is a little bit it's like 30 to 40 minutes away from where we'll be so but we'll definitely do a live show with him just us i imagine um at some point uh or go pasco or polk sorry polk yeah pasco i think is st petersburg polk county is where he is sorry you have yeah. to you have to go inland into the center of florida from the coast which was where we'll be but um yeah i mean you got anything to say Wes? that was awesome no it was fun i he's a he's a he's a fun guy he, we were gonna have tons of quotes from him my favorite was uh when i have a gun and i'm scared i'm dangerous he's he's good i like him he's he, i wish all sheriffs were like uh sheriff judd you know, he's, he's very affable yeah, yeah. all right well that's going to do it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we're pumped. That was a big uh, interview for us. We had a lot of fun. And most importantly, have a great fucking day. Yeah. No, say goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye. Bye. Okay. Now get out of here. Oh, that's right a little now. rough, right? Yeah. See you later!